With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Balvard Radio. My name is Matt Weston, and tonight I'm joined by my arch rival, my nemesis, my very good friend, Taylor. How are you doing tonight? I'm your BFF, and I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, you know, today was very silly. I took a nap in my car, and I, I left my keys in the ignition, locked my keys in my car like that today. And I dropped a 45-pound weight on my foot. And uh, I did something else really stupid. I played Spider-Man all day long. That's pretty good. I don't know what it is Collecting your unemployment check, right? Yeah, um, but I'm a superhero while doing it. It it makes me feel like I'm somebody. And (laughs) that I have a city to myself where I can actually save the day. How How many days did you save today? Well... I mean, literally, I've saved probably about 40 people mm-hmm. in just this hour alone. So it's it's very exciting stuff. I've been very busy. <laughs> what, what percentage are you through it? About 87. So I'm about 40 hours into it. It's, it's quite, quite the show. The, see, I played Spider-Man 1 on Xbox One. We're like, the webs were just through the sky itself. It didn't attach to anything. It doesn't then, need to. That was cool. And I liked find the vulture in that game. And then I played Spider-Man 2, which everybody did in 2003. And uh, So much fun. Yeah, that's Everybody remembers Mysterio one. in that game, too. Yeah. And then like the super jump was really cool in that game. But that's an all-time great game. And I haven't really played video games since then, so I don't know. Yeah, it's because you don't know how to play video games. Because it's too you just fast. race games. That's all you do. You're it's, a horrible person. It's all too fast. But I guess, like, even though as, as uh, stupid as my day has been today, it has n- it's not nearly as dumb as this NFL weekend. Like, this is a bad weekend of games. So, like, if you're planning to, like, go camping or, like, go to church on Sunday, this is a good weekend to do it. I think you're out of your damn mind. I think this is a <laughs> wonderful weekend of football. I can't wait to talk about the games we have. Trust me, some of them are going to be a doozy. But I'm very excited about it, and you can go on your camping spree. I'm going to be sitting on the couch watching football and enjoying myself. I think you love football more than Troy Aikman. Like that's a Troy Aikman level of loving football. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that one day I can look like Troy when I'm older because he, he seems to not age, but who knows, that could be the makeup itself that they have on him. Who knows? Uh, for I sure, sh- for sure. Maybe I should start wearing makeup. I saw, it's 2018, right? I, I was at the gym. I saw Todd McShay on the TV, and he was orange. Like, he had the worst tan I've ever seen. And I don't know if it was the makeup or the tan, but it was absolutely hilarious. And I think that's kind of part of it, too. Whenever you're on television, they can you make anybody pretty. You want to be pretty with me? Uh, I don't need television to be pretty. I'm always pretty. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So this week we have uh, a bunch of games. They're, a lot of them aren't very good. And last week when we made our picks, I went three and one. You went one and three. You just wanted to brag. That's of all course. you want to do right now. And we held hands and watched the Texans beat the Cowboys, which was a very dumb game about. and a lot of fun. And then uh, I, in, my, in our picks, I went three and one, and you went one and three. So I'm up on the season so far, five and three to three and five. Wonderful. I hope and you I the, enjoy I the victories. The, and I also have the head-to-head tiebreaker because Houston beat Dallas too. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Read it. And you know what? That game was just ridiculous. Why are we talking about it? We're not, we're not even talking it. about them. And <laughs> the thing is, everybody lost, okay? That was the worst coaching display we have ever seen. I will say that's what we talked about the challenges and how you would throw the flag and then the other would try to top the challenge. Oh, you think that's a good <laughs> challenge? Just wait till you see this. It was ridiculous. Yeah, O'Brien challenging seven yards on like second and ten was, <laughs> was the ultimate. At least like Garrett like challenged a play that mattered, but it was for sure wrong. Matt, always remember, if you're on the half yard line, what do you do? You shotgun every single time. That's how you score touchdowns. In the NFL, <laughs> every man. time. So this week we're going to talk about the Chargers, Browns, the Raiders, Seahawks, which is playing in London. Baltimore and Tennessee, and then Kansas City, New England, which is probably the only actual good game this week. Uh, so, Chargers, Cleveland. I'm not watching this game. I'm not Whoa. watching. I'm not Whoa. watching the Cleveland Browns at all. Whoa! I hate Hugh Jackson. He should be fired. He's terrible. What are we doing? The only Cleveland Browns game I've watched so far this year was that seven minutes of that Jets game they won. And I had to cover my eyes the whole time. I'm not doing it. Wait, wait, wait. So you're nowhere near on the Baker train? No, I like Baker. Then why will you watch? I hate Hugh Jackson. Yeah, I hate Hugh Jackson. Until he gets fired, I'm not watching the Cleveland Browns. Okay, but I have been asking you since we talk about bets now. We made a bet as far as with two other individuals that we know that the Cowboys are going to have a better record than the Cleveland Browns at the end of the season. Yeah. Do you still believe that is actually what I want to know? Uh, I still think so. You still think we have a shot at this? Just because I'm a little East, worried right now. The East is bad. Just because the NFC East is bad. And that's true. I, I will say when it comes to our division, there's just Yeah, we made a $50 go. bet. Yeah, that was, that's a lot of money, man. I yeah. don't have that much. Yeah, that's what happens, I guess, when you drink 13 beers with some old friends. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm last, well, last year, like, the Browns should have gone 0-16. They were probably, like, actually like a 4-5 or five win team, their talent level-wise. But they were coached terribly. They kept starring to Sean Kaiser and benching him. For Hogan, uh, they ran a really bad offense for Kaiser, too. He's a good downfield thrower. He has a good arm strength. They kept throwing all these quick passes. He threw a ton of interceptions. He probably wasn't ready to start either as a rookie right away, too, but they had no other options. Yeah, what are they going to do? He had like seven red zone interceptions last year. I, I think that's too low. That's all that's on my head. And I, seven's a lot. <laughs> I think that's way too low. And they had like, you know, Jabril Peppers play 40 yards off the line of scrimmage. Uh, it was just the whole thing was just so stupid. And so after watching them go in 16, I watched like eight Browns game last year. And I was like, I'm not doing this ever again. So until Jackson's fired, I'm not watching the Browns. So screw them. Screw this team. Hold screw on. this but, game. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. So we're talking first game, 21-21. And that's against the Steelers. I, you already know how I feel about the Steelers. I think they're garbage. Browns were Saints. We're talking 18-21. That was a loss, but I mean, I they didn't held watch, the Saints to the 21 points. Didn't watch that game either. We're talking three points here. Third game, 21-17. So 
That's a victory against the Jets. That was the crazy Thursday night game. Yeah. And then we're talking about the Browns versus Raiders, the 42-45. I don't know what that was. Though. I didn't watch it. Because, uh, <laughs> and then we have the Browns versus the Ravens at 12-9. So every game has been watch close. watch that one either. But it's at least having the Baker show. There's something to watch yeah. at the very least here. Well, and I want to watch the Browns. That's what sucks. Like, I want to watch Baker. I want to watch So Garrett. you just don't want to support Hugh Jackson at all? Yeah, I'm not watching a Hugh Jackson coach Did team. you watch Hard Knocks at all? No. Why didn't you watch Hard Because I'm not watching anything that's either Browns or Hugh Jackson. Dude, I'm not doing it. Okay, okay. What did he do? I feel like he had sex with your mother and you're not telling me about it. Wait, well, going 0-16 last year with that team, that is worse than having sex with my mother. That's worse than yeah. having sex. So yeah. you would rather... I'd rather have him have sex with my mother than the Browns go 0-16 last year. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not That's doing it. That's passionate, man. I'm not doing it. I'm not watching this game. I and like I want to watch the Browns. I like the Chargers a lot. I wish I was watching the Chargers. That was actually kind of my follow-up to it is the Chargers are still coming under the radar at 3-2 and two right now. And you don't even want to watch Phillip Rivers, who I know you I love. Want to watch, I love Phillip he, Rivers. He has like 10 He's my kids, man. He's starting his own army. Yeah, it goes Case Keenum and then Phillip Rivers, my favorite quarterback. Okay, so those are the top two. Yeah, top two. Man, what a list. (laughs) We are. That is a crazy list you got going on there. Like, Rivers, what I love about him is he's so slow, but he's, like, really good at climbing the pocket. I love when he escapes the pocket. And he doesn't really have any arm strength all anymore. It's just that sidearm that keeps he's working just every so single time. He's so accurate now. Like he's so, and I love how he screams at everybody, too. <laughs> oh, he's the angriest <laughs> human being anyone's yeah. ever seen. And it seems with age, he's getting angrier he's and angrier. He's 37 now. Okay, here's my thing, though. Because when it comes to Los Angeles, do they even care about the Chargers? No. Like, it's just, don't you feel kind of bad? Because even though they're 3-2, and two, they're not doing too bad. And I feel like they're going to make the playoffs. Do they? Does the city even care, or do is everybody just a Rams fan? They, I, yeah, everybody's a Rams fan. Like you watch their games, they're playing in the MLS Arena, and it's called the StubHub Arena, and they took butcher paper and wrote StubHub <laughs> on it and hang it in the, in the end zone. I know what you do. That's not what you do. Like the Forty Nine, like they pumping crowd music when they practice because every game's an away game for them. That's good. Yeah, it's so like the Chargers. We can talk about the Chargers. I, don't, I can't talk about the Browns, but the Chargers are three and two, like you mentioned. The two games they lost were to the two best teams in football. They lost to the Rams and lost to the Chiefs. Um, and like, so the thing with the Chargers is that they're always talented. For the last four years, they've been they keep blowing it. So in 2014, they won nine games, missed the playoffs. 2015, they won four games. 2016, five games. Last year, they won nine games, missed the playoffs. But, but they actually started off really slow last year yeah, compared they, to this year. Yeah, they started year. off 0-3 last year. Exactly right. So at least they're building on something and they're not having to panic and make it up at the end. They can at least kind of mm-hmm. get there. I think they're going to make the playoffs easily. They're, I don't think so because of the Chargers. And this is what they do. <laughs> they just miss the playoffs. And so like, for, so going back to 2015, their one-possession record, 3-8, and 4-9, and 4-4. Four and four. Usually those things kind of balance out unless you're the Chargers. They're... Uh, their difference between their actual record and their expected record since 2015, negative 2, negative 2.7, negative 1.4. Right now they're plus 0.3. So they're about actually winning the amount of games that they should. And like those things kind of tend to balance out unless you're the Chargers. And then the only thing that's good for them this year is that they're winning by 10 points. So they don't have to worry about uh, Philip Rivers' interception blowing the game for them. Or a kicker missing a field goal at all. Because they're winning by enough. You know, they're going up by enough. Well, and the thing, too, is they have 
kind of, in my opinion, one of the best running back duos here. Because we have Eckler, and then we have Melvin Gordon. They're already combined for over 1,000 yards total here with receptions and with rushing yards. That's awesome. That's incredible, and nobody's paying attention to them because they're on the Chargers, because their fans don't even like them. But you have this running back duo to where Rivers, just like you said, is not having to be able to throw as much to where able to make that Mm -hmm. decision and not make that mistake. He could just hand the ball off and put the responsibility on those two, and they've been working out perfectly. Keenan Allen, I don't even think, has had that great of a yeah, year. He I mean, it. has he even come on anybody's radar? He's only averaging like 10 yards a catch, too, which is weird for him. It's, I thought he was going to have like 18 yards receiving this year. No, and I agree completely when it comes to just not really progressing or maybe the Chargers finally figured out a way to win the ball game instead of you expecting them to do the same thing, having the rivers yeah. throw having them to win those late touchdown, high-scoring games. They're not doing that. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, like, this is the best they've played. Go, you know, going back to years before, like, they played well. They weren't playing great. Right now, they are third in DVOA at 16.7%. Uh, and, like, you mentioned their running game. I know how much you like running backs, kind of like Danny Woodhead, those kind of, like, second running backs. I Eckler, love Woodhead. Eckler is like Woodhead, but better. He has He's averaging six yards an attempt. Yeah, Gordon has 73 carries. He has 34. Gordon's averaging 4.6 yards in the 10. But then also Eckler in the receiving game, he's averaging 14.8 yards of reception as a running back, which is absurd. Like you That's never nuts. see it right. Yeah, you never see that all from a running back. And uh, you know Rivers is 37 years old. Right now his completion rate is 70.1 percent, which is the highest rate uh, completion percentage of his entire career at the moment. And he also has 13 touchdowns and two interceptions. His interception yeah. rate is one point one percent, which is the highest of his career, also right now. So like, I and I think this kind of makes me think about all these other quarterbacks like Breeze, like Brady, Roethlisberger, and Manning, because they're all kind of grouped together as being that like kind of generation of quarterbacks. I think the difference between Breeze, Brady, and Rivers is they're accurate quarterbacks. Compared to Roethlisberger and Manning, who've kind of fallen off some, where they're not you know as accurate or whatever. So I think if you're an accurate quarterback, you can probably last a little bit longer than. You know, if you're inaccurate. Dude, I got it. Don't, don't you even worry. Hugh Jackson has taught so many great quarterbacks, and it's because Hugh Jackson is one of the best coaches of all time. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think you're giving him enough credit. We've been talking enough about the Chargers. Let's go back to the no, Browns. No. Yeah, this is a very important point I was making. Uh, this is an intellectual di- dissertation I was having. About quarterback accuracy, and here you come rumbling in like Hugh Jackson himself, screwing it all up. Greatest coach ever. <laughs> what what Hard Knocks taught me is that he knows how to handle adversity. He knows how to handle a team when they are down, because Hugh Jackson is there to lift them up. He has that spirit. He is Cleveland, Matt. No. <laughs> I only thing I heard about Hard Knocks was that his mother died and nobody even cared. Oh my god. That's what we're bringing up. That's what I heard happen on Hard Knocks dude, with Hugh Jackson. Dude, you can't talk about scary things like that on Halloween month, man. <laughs> well, it's not scary. It's just sad, you know. Sad. Well, I wouldn't say well, scary. Well, you're talking about like just dying during this yeah. month of October. So it's just, for me, it's more scary than anything mm. else. But, you know, maybe it's just because... I get scared really easy, but that's just me. Yeah, that's why you have hands to hold. So, all right, talking about the Chargers again, do you think this is the year they found the rabbit's foot 
And this is the year they're no longer lucky anymore. Yes, I actually do. Again, I had them going to the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going to really go to the Super Bowl or anything like that, but hell, I think they may even go to the AFC Championship game because the Chargers, I think they're solid. I yeah. really have nothing negative to say. I will tell you this about Cleveland, though. I'm very nervous about our bets. Extremely nervous. It's well, because here's the thing: who's a better coach, Hugh Jackson or Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett. You really, <laughs> you really want to say that after yeah. what you witnessed? You really want to say only that? because Jason Garrett has less control than Hugh Jackson has, like over the team itself. You know, like Jackson does well, a lot of stuff. I feel like Garrett doesn't really do a whole lot. Yeah, but Jason Garrett's just a puppet, so yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like Jackson like has a big influence in offensive play. And so then the game you know game. what? I'm going to give him more of the credit then. Yeah, you there just, it is. <laughs> Hugh Jackson's better than Jason Garrett. You said it, not me. But yeah, it's like, but still, like you know, if you put a bunch of, I don't know, like lemon in a glass of water, eventually it's gonna become undrinkable. You know. Wait, what are you? What are you talking? What does that even mean? So like, when you have that much negativity, it hurts things. So it kind of makes Garrett better by default because he doesn't really do anything. I don't even know. Why are you talking about lemons in water? Like, just, what are we? It's hard to come up with a metaphor sometimes. No, it's not. Just don't use them if they're that bad. That's all you have to do. Well, that's what I have to do. Whatever. What do you got for a score? Uh, so this one, I have the Chargers winning, and I have them winning twenty six to twenty two because both these teams are kind of stupid, and the Chargers. I don't think they're really stupid this year. It's more like they've been stupid for forever. And so, but like whenever you have both these teams that are just kind of like snake bin as long as they've been, I think it's gonna be a really dumb game. There's gonna be like a lot of fumbles, but I think the Chargers are just better, and so they're gonna be the team that's gonna end up winning this one. Yeah, actually, I do have the Chargers winning. My whole thing is I have it as a blowout. I think this first game where it's not gonna be close for the Cleveland Browns. I think Mayfield he's gonna have a so-so game. I think it's gonna be about two touchdowns and about two interceptions. But I have the score going 31 Chargers, 17 the Browns. Yeah, and I, I can see that as well, too. I just, I don't know, I'd, I'm excited not to watch this game, even though I kind of wish I was watching it. You make me sick. <laughs> the last thing I want to uh, say about the Chargers, too, before we move on, is they had a bunch of injuries this summer. They lost, you know, Hunter Henry. They lost Jason Brett. Bosa is out. Bosa's going to be back about week nine. But they haven't had a bunch of injuries at all since then. So it seems like they kind of had their bad luck that they always have regarding injuries before the season even started. So hopefully that continues well too because that's one of their problems. Is they're, they're usually really hurt as well. Yeah, um, so if you're not going to be watching this game, I do have a recommendation for you. Because we actually just the other night watched Hocus Pocus because, you know, we're in that Halloween spirit. That's yeah. why I was mentioning that before. But you know what? That movie ages pretty damn well. I've never that seen is, it. Okay, that... <laughs> All right, you know when people say that Sarah Jessica Parker is not attractive whatsoever? I will say, this is the argument against it. Okay. It's the one movie where you can be like, okay, if she's saying to me, I would follow her in the woods. Gotcha. It's just well, me it's 2018, Taylor. We're not supposed to judge women their looks, but what's inside their heart? You know? Whoa, whoa, man. <laughs> I was just talking about a movie here. <laughs> whoa. Uh, well, so I, I'm going to watch Scream 1 for sure. I'm going to watch Coraline. And I'm going to watch... Line. now we're talking. And I'm going to watch... Uh, now I'm really stupid. Yeah, I know. I'm going to watch one other one. <laughs> I'm just going to choose one right now. Yeah, I'm going to watch a different one as well. But Coraline Scream 1 for sure, for Halloween. Sounds good. I think Scream 1 is overrated. Yes, I said that. 
But you know, that's it's a just classic. Me. It's it's not that impressive. I mean, everything that happened, the big reveal, the twist of who it was, the guys. He just it's so meta though, Taylor. Yeah, but he's like just like running around, like just bleeding out the whole like yeah, end yeah. scene. I don't know. I don't know. The first scene's awesome. Yeah, I think the reason why I like it so much is it was one of those movies where my mom's friend said, "Hey, you gotta watch this scene." I closed my eyes and stuff, and then I spent like four years of my life just really wanting to watch it. And then when I finally got to watch on like a pawn shop VCR. Uh, it was worth it. I felt that about Titanic whenever they did the naked scene with Leonardo DiCaprio and how my parents covered my eyes during that scene. So for about a year, I wondered, what did <laughs> I miss? And then after a year, I saw it. And I, I can't remember where I saw it. Probably Grandma's. God. <laughs> <laughs> Watched it again. And you know what? I'm disappointed in my parents. That was art. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Come on. What's they, going on here? They take you the way to keep your yeah. eyes open. Ridiculous. Well, you know, there's a lot of high art in London as well. And this weekend, the, Char- the Seahawks are playing the Raiders in London. <laughs> and this was one of the games that you wanted to talk about. So why are you so infatuated with this Raiders-Seahawks game? Are you just like enjoy the Raiders being bad or what is it? Yeah, so I would like to talk about a team who is worse than the Cowboys. Okay. So that is my entire goal out of this entire segment. And I'm extremely happy with what I've chosen. Only because here's the thing. Why is Oakland so bad? Is it is Gruden that bad of a coach? Are they blowing this season? Does he hate the pieces that he's working with in order for them to have new pieces whenever they move to Vegas? I'm just not understanding the whole game plan because him and Derek Carr, I thought, were kind of like the whole Dak Prescott, oh, this offense is now going to be developed around you. Gruden and Carr were supposed to have that relationship where they were going to be able to talk, be able to develop something together. What is going on? It's gross. And it's it's bad. It's one and four for them. Last in the division. I mean, Marshawn Lynch doesn't even look like he's having a bad season. It's just he can't get the ball because they're always coming from behind. Yeah. And with Derek Carr as well, I don't he had that one great season. He has just fallen off the boat. And that's why I'm kind of really curious when it comes to the whole Gruden thing. With this contract being worth 10 years, 10 mil a year, $100 million. This is year one. This is year one. And it's already this bad. So was it already coming in this season? They were preparing for it to be this bad? And if so, man, I feel bad for some of those players. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know exactly what Gruen's plan was. Because one of them is super weird. Because Reggie McKenzie's the GM. And he was the guy who turned this team around into a playoff team. By shedding bad contracts, by trading guys, by shedding weight. By dealing the dead money and then drafting well, because that I mean that draft in 2014, you take Khalil Mack at yeah. pick number two and Carr in the second round. That's franchise altering. Uh, I do think the Khalil Mack trade is one of the big reasons why things are bad. Because like last year they had the worst defensive I was, football. Yeah, I was for it though, only yeah, because again my whole my whole idea was. If your defense is already last, even with that type yeah, of superstar, yeah. so why not why not get the draft it? picks for it? Exactly. So having him and paying him, great. We have a wonderful superstar. Granted, Khalil Mack is kind of throwing this in my face. Yeah, yeah. But still, what are you going to do when you only have one guy and you're still last? Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, like with Mack, you can if you take two guys with two first round picks, 
you're probably not going to get a guy as good as Mac, and you're hoping to get a guy as good as Mac anyways, and he's worth the contract that he got uh, in Chicago too. But yeah, he, I think, had 8.2% of Oakland stops last year. Yeah. And or Oakland's defensive plays, which was the best in football for an edge defender. And then that worst defense in, in football last year lost that. And this year they're allowing 29.8 points per game, which is 30th. They're 29th in defensive DVOA. So the one, the defense is really bad. And there's like not even anybody here like watching play except for Carl Joseph. And it's super old too. They on this defense they have Derek Johnson. I don't even know who's on the defense. They have so Mar- don't even ask Marcus me. Gilchrist. I picked this game and I don't even care to look up these players. Dominique Rogers Cromartie. <laughs> Leon Hall, he's like 36. And they have Reggie Nelson. Reggie Nelson's in NFL football 2K5. That's how old he is. And he's playing a lot of snaps for the Oakland Raiders this year. So it's not only a bad defense, but it's a bad and old defense. Do you still play 2K5? No, I, I had to stop doing that. And uh, so it's a bad defense. It's an old defense. They're constantly behind. And they're super one-dimensional as a result. Yeah, for me as well, like I was mentioning before, I'm going back to the Vegas theory here. I think they are kind of blowing it a little bit, wanting to get those draft picks up. And then I think they're going to pull kind of a let's draft this new, young, talented team and then let's bring in the pieces similar to what the L.A. Rams did whenever they moved cities and they jumped ship. Yeah. Except Gruden's kind of controlling the whole show. And just when they go to Vegas, I think that's when they're going to draw the crowd with the new, young talent that they're going to try to bring in. It's a gamble either way. But that's my only theory on why they're so bad. Because other than that, it's been atrocious to watch this team. Yeah. But let me ask you this, because we looked up the other day when it comes to the hockey games for Vegas and the ticket prices. What are the ticket prices going to be for a football game in Vegas? If, if like, they're good, they're going to be like $700 a ticket. Like, and we're talking bleachers for Vegas. I mean, what are these box suites going to be looking like? Do you think they're going to have at least two strippers per suite? Uh, probably. <laughs> See a lot of ladies painting gold and popping out cakes for sure. Um, yeah, and then the other thing that about Oakland that's kind of weird too is that they're pass blocking well. Then pressure rate twenty two point. I don't even believe you. You took gotcha. too long. There it is. So, but they also drafted Colton Miller. He's playing left tackle. I was really surprised by how well he's played. His hands were awful at UCLA, but they've been able to coach his hands up. Donald Penn's out, but they have Bram Parker now starting right tackle and. Uh, I haven't really had a chance to watch him much. It's hard to tell whenever you watch the broadcast that fast of what he's doing over there. But the interior of their offensive lines are the best in football with Hudson, Jackson, and Ozumeli. So they're still pat. And that's the thing about yeah. Carr is like Carr's not good with pass pressure, but he's not being pressured a whole lot. He's, so you would think he'd be a lot better. But he looks scared, though. I mean, if you watch him even throw the ball back there, just like you're saying, he's being protected, but yet. He feels that somebody's honestly coming around the either side of him, and he's trying mm-hmm. to throw it, and it's just so inaccurate, and it's all over the place. He just looks scared or doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. I think Carr is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback whenever you can't hit the quarterback anymore because that's always his thing. Is like he's not very good at pressure, but if you give him a lot of time to throw, he's pretty good. And he can just play backyard football. And once you can't hit the quarterback anymore, he's going to be like the best quarterback of all time. Okay, so if the Houston Texans did not ruin the other Carr brothers, which car do you feel like is better? I don't know. You don't even want to answer I like, that? I was like 13 when I watched David Carr play. So I really, I was too dumb to really have an opinion on him. What, what do you mean you were too dumb? The only, thing, the only thing I really remember about David Carr was the game where he had 
16. He had like 21 straight completions, and each completion was like four yards to the running back. <laughs> Whenever Gary Kubiak was the head coach, and Kubiak couldn't even develop a good good offense around him, and Kubiak turned Joe Flacco into like a Pro Bowl quarterback. Man, I just I always wonder what what could have been in this case. And just like how Derek Carr had that one magical year, it always made me feel like, well, maybe the older brother did have something in that, and maybe he was just ruined by the Houston Texans. Because the Houston Texans ruin every single quarterback, <laughs> and I'm going to keep throwing... They ruined throwing, my lives. Hey, I'm going to keep throwing these things out here. You may have won the game. I'll win. <laughs> I'll win in the end. Uh, yeah, and also, so Mari Cooper last week, he had one catch for 10 yards. What's if, up with that? But if you notice, he's done it every other game. Okay. It's the first game he's had, I think he had the similar, one or two catches. Next game, went completely off. Next game, one or two. Next game, completely off. This past game, one catch. Yeah, it makes zero sense. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but they're trying to switch off. And the thing is, with Mark, again, they have a great running game. But you know who their number one receiver is? Jalen Rashard or no, Jordan Nelson? No, it's Cook. It's their tight end. Oh, okay, gotcha. He's he's their number one receiver right now. He's throwing it to him. Let's see, what do I have? Cook you never at? want your tie and be your number yeah, one. Yeah, he has receiver. thirty receptions, three hundred and ninety yards, and two TDs. Yeah, Jared Cook is tearing it up, man. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Not for like a passing offense in general. But yeah, like it's you want that as like your second guy, maybe. Do you think he misses any way at all, Crabtree in this offense? I, I wouldn't say that. I think the thing about Oakland, though, is that when they made the playoffs and went 10-6 that year or whatever it was, and then you know Carr broke his leg, and they played Houston in the playoffs. And the magical and run, man. Yeah, but they they won, like, I think they were, like, 8-2 in one possession games la- that year. So like, it was a super lucky year. It was really fluky for them, and it wasn't sustainable moving forward. So I wasn't surprised when they dropped as low as they did, but I'm surprised that they've stayed this low last year. But I wasn't. I'm not all that surprised that they're this bad right now, considering what the moves that Gruden made. They don't have Mac, and they have this old defense. Do you think Amari Cooper is the real deal? I don't know. I mean, I like, just. But but hold on. We have to know by now. Like now, what are we on? Year five. He was drafted in thirteen, so this is year five. This is year five. Yeah, yeah. So we have to know. I mean, is he the real deal, or maybe he's kind of like, uh, what was his? What was his name that played? That went to UT and played for Chicago and played for Dallas. Who's short in Detroit? Who's short on oh, everything? I know exactly. Isn't it Williams? Yeah, Roy Williams. Yeah, Roy. Oh my god. Maybe he's Roy like him, Williams. or like he's a great athlete, but he just short arms everything. It's oh my god, Roy Williams. Please don't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> didn't he have the? Didn't he have the gloves? He wore the gloves, didn't he? Yeah. I hate the gloves. God, yeah. do I hate the gloves? <laughs> yeah, he was super bad. Uh, so we haven't talked about Seattle at all. <laughs> so the Seahawks right now, they, they're they averaging – their pressure rate right now is 27.4%, which is 18, but they've allowed 10 sacks this year. And they're currently – no, that's their defense actually. I'm very dumb. They're scoring 23.2 points per game, and their DVOA is 19th right now. And they've allowed 18 sacks. They're just sack rate 31st in football. And their pressure rate is 34.4%. So – this isn't surprising me, but what's surprising is why they didn't invest in their offensive line. This last year, they lost their whole defense. Now they have the cap space. Russell Wilson's 30 years old. And I always felt like the entire time, as they lost their defense, they would just build a team around Wilson, but they never put an offensive line around him. And this year, he's still 30, having a dig, uh, you know, dip and duck and dive. Oh, close. <laughs> sure sounded like you said something else there. Maybe I was. <laughs> Stop and... thinking about him that way, Herbert. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, and do that whole sort of thing. You shouldn't have to do this all anymore. They should have actually developed an offensive line, went on guy a few guys to put stuff around him to let him build what his team they for get? the future. What have they done? I they, mean, they drafted Rashad Penny, and he only has like twenty one carries like, right now. What are what are they even doing at this point? I just don't get it because just like you said, and I also hate Russell Wilson's easily my favorite quarterback to watch. But at this point, he's just running around because he's trying to escape and he's making incredible plays. And yet, I think the only way this team is going to be fixed is Pete Carroll has to go. I think, or they have to get like an offensive line. Get, but sure, let's make it the football decision. I want to go the reality <laughs> TV way. Here. Okay. All right. So let's hear it, let's, Shannon. All right, here we go. So whenever it comes to this team. With Pete Carroll making that decision that he did of choosing Russell Wilson to make that throw. I don't really blame him in that situation. You try to throw them off guard. Cool. Whatever. Here's the thing, though. He lost the entire locker room with that call. And now, when guys come in to play for him, do they believe in him? Or do they kind of believe in, this guy doesn't have my back. He made this call. I hate this guy. Look at this quarterback. He only looks after him. Look at him. He has Sierra. Uh, I hate him. What do I have? Yeah, what do I have? Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I love Sierra. Yeah. I think she's great. Uh, I, I miss being in middle school. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Ride is a wonderful song. Don't you dare and I only just remember her in middle school. I don't remember anything oh else Oh, my about God. Her. So, but, like, the other thing that's interesting about the Seahawks, too, was soccer their offensive line being bad. Their offense is mediocre, and it should be better than it is. I think this is a really – Doug Baldwin's been hurt for most of the year. Last week he had two fantasy points. I think he had one catch for like 12 yards. <laughs> this is this would be a good week for Doug Baldwin to actually exist. Tyler Lockett's been their only good receiver so far this year. I think Chris Carson's their best running back too. But their defense has been kind of cool this year because they really have kind of built that bridge from, you know, Richard Sherman, Cliff Averill, Cam Chancellor, Earl yeah. Thomas pretty well. McDougal's awesome. Uh, Ride's been pretty good. Hold on, hold on. I really like Frank I gotta, Clark. I, I really like Jared this. Ride, gotta, too. Hang on, let me, let, me, let me cut you off here. I have to cut you off. What did you think about Earl Thomas flicking off the sidelines? Oh, it was awesome. Okay, like that's what I wanted you to say. I didn't think that. It was that very punk rock. Like that was, and that was kind of an interesting decision because usually I don't side with the player. That I side the with last, him. Like, that was the last thing when it had happened. He knew it was going to happen, He knew too. it was going to happen, and I hate that, but at the same time, I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, you deserve the finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can do that. That's cool. We're on the same page. And by the way, it kind of sucks because now he's going to be a free agent. But hopefully, it's only a broken leg. You come back from that. Hello, Dallas. But milk. it's the same broken leg. He's yeah. done it now twice, and it's the same leg. But hello, Dallas. Maybe Oakland too. No, no, he doesn't need to go to Oakland. Maybe Why would Houston. he go to Oakland? No. Maybe Houston also. Why would he go to Houston? Come on now. He's no, Bill O'Brien is there. Nobody wants Bill O'Brien. Yeah, At least yeah. Jerry has some type of way he talks. I could see John Gruden giving him four years, fifty million dollars. Oh, I don't know if I would want to do that. You don't want to do that. I don't know. But it's something John Gruden would do. <laughs> yeah. What? It, is he a Gruden grinder? Oh, for sure. Oh, he is such a grinder. <laughs> he for sure. He can be the block of cheese to Gruden's grinder. <laughs> so, who do you have in this game? Ooh, who I have in this game, I actually put this at the Seahawks are going to win this game. I have it pretty close, though. I think it's kind of going to be up in the air, maybe even close to uh, a decent game. I have it at 27-21, Seahawks. <laughs> All right, so I made my picks before this time. 
so you could influence me. I picked Seattle 27-20. What is the matter with you? You're I'm, still copying me. I made these picks at Dude, 5 o'clock. you asked me what I picked, and then you tell me what you got, and somehow it's the same thing? Damn in, lie. In this case, it is. In this case, it is. Damn lie. I'm actually kind of excited for this game now. I've kind of talked myself into it. Oh, yeah? I'm not going mean, to watch this game at all, probably. <laughs> the only reason why I want to watch is because I, I want to watch Seattle's front seven against Oakland's offensive line. Like, I really enjoy watching their offensive line play. And I haven't watched them closely in a while, so I think I'm going to do that this weekend. Oh, yeah. Good for you. I still think this is going to be a god-awful game, and I'm glad that two terrible teams look worse than the Cowboys. The problem is one of them beat the Cowboys. Yeah. God, I hate my team. God, I hate them so I, much. I really also wish this game was at 6 o'clock in the morning, too. Yeah, it's actually, but that would be fun. That would actually be a fun time, kind of like whenever the World Cup is somewhere yeah. where you have to wake it's, up early in the morning. They moved it to 12, though. Yeah. Next week, they'll have the early uh, European game. Yeah. So this, the other game we're going to talk about, oh, actually, we're going to talk about this game after a quick break. All right, and we're back. So this week, we're going to talk, the next game we're going to talk about is Baltimore, Tennessee, uh, which is the Dean Pease revenge game. So if you don't know who Dean Pease is, he was the defensive coordinator for Baltimore for a while. Now he retired. Mike Vrabel uses leadership powers, his managerial style, that real, uh, real heart and soul to get to drag Dean Pease out of retirement to coach the Titans defense. And as a result, the Titans defense has been better than it has been years past. It's like Ooh. 14th, you know, in the NFL compared to being you know 20th, despite being talented. And he's done a much better job than Dick LeBeau did whenever he was the defensive coordinator there. So he's gonna be fun. But also without Dean Pease. Baltimore is has only allowed 77 points this year, which is first in football. And they're also a fourth in pass defense DVOA, fourth in run defense DVOA. They're allowing only five yards per net attempt, which is first in football, 3.9 yards to carry. And the quarterbacks they've played this year have been Keenum, Dalton, Tyrod Taylor, Ben Roethlisberger, and then... Who, and then uh, not Josh Allen, but Nathan Peterman. He threw for like 32% that big blow in week one. So this defense of Baltimore is really awesome. And the Tennessee Titans offense has been you know really crusty so far lately. Dude, I have no idea why you want to watch this game. Talk about god-awful games. Like, <laughs> They're this both is a like ga- similar. This though. is a game. No, no. This is a game <laughs> that is so horrible that you wanted me to review. You were laughing at me when you sent that text message saying that you wanted to review this game. This is ridiculous. By the way, this is going to be a snoozer. This, I'm not already going to tell you. This is going to be 9 9. Are you already asleep? This is 9 to 9, is your final score. I hope you're excited about this game. I am absolutely not. Here's the thing Titans, I agree. What a surprise they have been on defense, especially. But you know why they've been that surprise? Who's their cornerback? Malcolm Butler. Oh, yeah, Malcolm Butler. <laughs> he's all what? right. Yeah, he's okay. What happened last year in the Super Bowl, Matt? He was saying mean things to Bill Belichick. He was saying mean things to Bill Belichick. Let's say what exactly happened. He had sex with his wife. Okay? No, so. That's the only way. That is the only way he sat. Other than that, you are telling me that Bill Belichick threw that game. That's what you're telling I, me. I don't know. The you have to is. tell me one of those two I, things. I have to have an answer to everything. I don't know. That's what no, I'm no. Saying. It's sex with the wife <laughs> or it's he through the game. Uh, All right. We'll take plan B. Got it. <laughs> but, uh, no, what I like about Washington Titans defense is I really love watching Jarrell Casey play. This year, he's also – he rushes from the defensive tackle position, and he has three sacks, six quarterback hits, six hurries. 
the one thing that's made me sad about Casey this year is he's wearing this big, long, white T-shirt underneath his pads because every year before that, he wouldn't, and his butt crack would hang out the entire game. And so it's just constantly this giant butt crack whenever you watched Darrell Casey played, and he finally covered up, and I'm kind of bummed about it. Wow. You're, you're focused on that. <laughs> okay. So I'm, uh, I'm looking at this a little bit differently. But you know what I am excited for this year? And don't tell anybody. I'm actually kind of on the Baltimore Ravens train here. I don't know what it is about them, but I actually kind of believe in them because Joe Flacco has a fire under him. He has to perform yeah, well. Do you, do you think it's because his receivers are better or because he drafts Lamar Jackson? I think both. both. Well, actually, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to say both only because he loves John Brown. I love John Brown. Crabtree, he drops everything. He oh has my six God. drops this year. He drives me crazy. Like, I don't even get it. And by the way, they're bad drops. In the end zone last week, he dropped a, a touchdown that was just right in his hands. Just, you know what? I didn't watch that game, so. Uh, yeah, I know. You, you hate them. But it was just like, uh, no, I don't want that. Yeah, well, yeah, it was against Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackson lover. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But either way, I'm actually on the Baltimore train here. I think they're a decent team. I think they have some problems, though, when it comes to running back. Landry and Collins. Landry fumbled last game. Collins fumbled the game before. It's like, hey, which running back do you want to play? Because we're going to fumble either way. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have had that popcorn. In my yeah. Mind. Collins had bad fumble against Pittsburgh, too, but in the red zone. Well, that was on, like, the two-yard line. Yeah. That was ridiculous. That would have ended the game in the second quarter yeah. if they had fumbled there. Who do you think is better, Baltimore or Cincinnati? So, like, who's your AFC North pick I'm, right I'm, now? I'm not going to lie to you. I actually am going to say Baltimore. With any of the teams in that division, I'm going to say Baltimore. You like Cincinnati. I'm just not a big Dalton fan, nor am I a Marvin Lewis believer. <laughs> so I'm Hugh actually, Jackson, a disciple of Marvin Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you rather have? Marvin Lewis. You would rather have Marvin Lewis? A thousand oh. million times per second. Okay, okay, let me ask you this. This is a great one, then. Marvin Lewis for 12 years... Or Hugh Jackson for three years? Uh, it depends on the franchise. What do you mean depends on the franchise? We're talking about whichever one. It doesn't matter. Well, who cares? Like if you're a team that hasn't won a playoff game like 13 years, then Marvin Lewis. Or you're like happy when it may go to the playoffs. Well, he hasn't even won a playoff game. doesn't even make any you're sense. You're like happy to be in the playoffs. It's been a long time than that. But uh, if it's a team that's like been good recently, I would say Hugh Jackson. Oh, my God. Just because it's a band-aid, you can peel off. I'd fire both of them. A big pimple you can pop. Um, So Flacco this year, he's completing 61.2% of his passes, uh, 6.8 yards an attempt. On deep passes this year, 13 for 37, 400 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And also John Brown, he's only completed 19 of the 44 passes, but he's averaging 20.8 yards. A reception to John Brown. If you turn to John Brown, you just know it's going at least 40 yards. It's either yards. a drop or a 20-yard catch. But it's kind of awesome to watch because Flacco has a guy where he can just throw it up and bomb it too. Yeah. While Crabtree really is supposed to be kind of like the inside the slot. Like he's just, I need a first down to go to Crabtree. Yeah, and Crabtree's just he's not making the plays that he should be. And by the way, I don't even know which tight end is playing for Baltimore. They have like well. seven of them. Yeah, like I don't know who's playing this week as far as who's going to be. Well, they have, they have the Max Williams. Catches. They have the two rookies. And they have that guy's last name is a G. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But okay, I'll, I'll stop talking about Baltimore for a minute here. Because let me talk about the Tennessee Titans who I have never watched this entire season. I hate Marcus Mariota. You hate I, Marcus I hate Mariota. Marcus Mariota. 
I think he is so overrated, and I cannot believe that people are not giving him more flack about just doing absolutely nothing. He has done nothing. As a man who has watched him in your division, is he something? He's he shows enough, like with like his accuracy, his mobility, and his ability to break tackles. What's enough? Enough to be intriguing. It's kind of like that Ryan Tannehill disease. Oh, but like wow. he's shown enough to be interesting, but he hasn't won enough at all, and he hasn't like consistently been really good yet whatsoever. And so like this year, you know, Mariota was hurt. Gabbert, you know, won, beat Houston. He got knocked out of the Jacksonville game whenever he got murdered by like, like a blitz. He got hit by like seven guys at once. And then Mariota, like last week, he should have went to jail for some of the decisions he made. Like he made some awful, awful decisions, some awful but, throws, you know, some he's bad still interceptions. Not I yeah. will give him that. I mean, they have Gabbard, who is in concussion protocol still. Oh, <laughs> he's in a hospital bed. Still. Yeah, he's he a mess. I feel so bad. And Mariota's just coming in, and he's still hurt, so it's kind of surprising. Like, when Gabbard got hit, it was like when Mufasa dies. Like, it was a stampede of wolves who ran him over. Wait, wait. So did you feel like Simba? Do you feel like I love, Blaine Gabbard? I really do like Blaine Gabbard. So Blaine Gabbard now is but in I didn't the top feel like three. Simba. So Blaine Gabbard no, now makes him the third. He yeah. is the third he's not QB the third. out of... He's not oh the third. Oh, my God. I need to think Simba. about the third. Simma Mufasa, you can't make that type of comparison. That's how big of a hit he took. It was a stampede he took. Um, but also, the weird thing about the Titans, too, is that they've been known for their offensive line. They've been pass blocking well, but they haven't been run blocking all that well, I feel like. And also, Deion Lewis is averaging 3.2 yards an attempt. Derrick Henry, 3.4 yards an attempt. Henry's been really disappointing to me because he can't run through the tackles at all. All he can do is bounce outside and stiff arm. And he weighs like 270 pounds. And I also didn't understand why they would sign Deion Lewis. I'll be he honest. He was a great sign. I think he's a well, great sign. Well, no, no, no. He I, just has the results haven't been there. Very my long. my whole thing when it came to it, I was like, you have Derrick Henry now. He's going to be your workhorse. Give him the ball. But it's like what you just said. He is one dimensional here. Yeah, I don't he, think he's fast enough. He to can't be a, do anything really. And that's why they have Deion Lewis. Is at least you're bringing something different to the table. He can do a little bit of something. Well, Henry, I mean, I'm, I'm really disappointed because the Titans, I feel like, could be a little bit of a better team. They're relying on their defense so so much, but yet it's working in the end. Well, I, in a way, because they've won. I mean, they're leading your division. Well, they're 3-2, they're and two, but they beat Jacksonville 9-6. There it is. They beat the Eagles in overtime, and then they beat Houston by one possession score. I've completely blanked, you know, that game on my memory already. <laughs> the final scores, but they've won three close games and lost to Buffalo. So I don't think that they're good. They just won some close games. I think one of the things that Rabel has kind of done well is he can kind of turn the game to a slot fest. He can be tough and you know lead his guys to victory. And that's sort of rah rah. I don't believe anything I just said. I just think they've been kind of lucky in one. Close I know games. you don't believe in anything you just said. <laughs> By the way, Marcus Mariota, right, trash. You, so his numbers this year. His DVOA oh, is yeah. negative 22.6%, He's averaging uh, 6.6 yards in attempt, which is Two TDs, four interceptions, what I have as well. Yeah. On deep passes, seven for 19, 194 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. What do you – okay. So when I say he's bad and you come to me and say, no, I mean he's adequate. No, I didn't Matt, say he's adequate. Are... I say he's intriguing enough. What does that mean? Does I mean, that like, mean you have means, a crush on him? It means like <laughs> you like his eyes. I don't know what that means. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, Hawaii is a beautiful <laughs> place. I hear. No, it's more like he he makes enough throws and 
He has enough accuracy. He has a really quick release. Uh, and like he's he's wasn't good at red zone last year, but he's really great in the red zone the year before. And also their thing about Tennessee too is their receivers are dropping a lot of passes. Like he had two he had two touchdowns dropped in that Buffalo game. Uh, you know, it balances itself out. He, you know, he throws the receptions to get dropped dropped two, but his receivers haven't been catching enough passes for him as well. In the end, I feel like I'm not watching this game at all. So I am not excited by any means of these two teams. However, like I mentioned before, I still feel like Baltimore is going to win their division. So that is a team I believe in. I'm just excited to watch them after this week, whenever <laughs> they play New Orleans the next week. Yeah, that's so going to be a fun that, game. That one's a little bit of a better shot for me versus this week to where, man, we're, we're talking. I have it 15-12 going to yeah, Baltimore. 15-12 I have 15-12 Baltimore is what I have. You know, I, 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 we have the same pick again for this game. Okay, I'm kind so of tired same. of you. This is ridiculous. You are waiting on me to no, make these it's picks. A, it's already then, down. It's oh, already okay. down. Okay, all right. So I have Baltimore winning 2016. I think it's no going to be another close defensive game. No way, that's way too many game. points. That's too ridiculous. I mean, like in 2018 football, though, in postmodern football, 2016 is a low-scoring game. What are you talking about? That would be with the times they have made 20. No, never mind. Well, no, no, no. They've only had. Yeah. I mean, it's still a low scoring game. They made game. 26 points one game. That was it. Again, that was against the Eagles. That's the highest scoring game they've had. And it took overtime, too. And that was a great throw. Mariota made it in that game. Oh, Mariota makes me sick. Intriguing. Why don't you go surfing with him. All right? Yeah, I bet you love that. I'll go kill a pig with him. I'll cry the entire time. Okay, I said surfing. You said kill a pig. All right. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk about New England, Kansas City. All right, and we're back. So Sunday Night Football, we have the undefeated Chiefs at 5-0, and playing the New England Patriots at 3-2. and This is – if you want to watch, like, 10 people get murdered and, like, 75 broken bones and uh, war crimes come in on the football field, then maybe Pittsburgh-Cincinnati would be a good game for you to watch. But other than that, I was about to say, what game are you talking about here? It certainly can't. That's be maybe the other game you can talk about as being as like a great game. But this is the marquee game. It's Sunday night. We got Chris and Al uh, calling this game, and also at five and zero, Kansas City can kind of lock up for the number one seed in the AFC two. Because if New England's kind of the only only team that can really kind of compete, Cincinnati is also four and one, but you kind of expect them to fall off at least a little bit. New England at three and two, they can go to four and two at Kansas City five and one. They also have the head-to-head advantage, so I think this is like the one chance New England has to potentially catch Kansas City uh, for you know that one seed that matters so much in you know the NFL playoffs at the end of it. So how angry did Patrick Mahomes make you against Jacksonville Jaguars? because uh, you were you hate the high scoring. I know you hate Patrick Mahomes. He makes you. I don't hate Patrick stuff. Mahomes. Yes, you do. I don't do. hate him. Yes, you do. The thing I hate, just like the system NFL created, and the way the best way I can yeah, exemplify, so you hate him. I don't hate him. But what this is what really made me mad about that game. There was like a red zone pass. Mahomes rolls out to the right. You have Calais Campbell right there in front of him. He's like, from me to you, we're probably like a yard and a half away from each other right now. Campbell doesn't even hit him. Mahomes just like cutely walks out of bounds. On 39, they kick a field goal. You have to hit Mahomes there. Like, in order to beat the Chiefs, you have to hit Mahomes. You have to razz him a little bit. You have to you know, use your physicality against him. And if you don't, it, you can't beat him. You know, you have to be able to get pass rush and hit the quarterback. Just and admit you hate him. Him just, like, 
jogging out with the, one of the best defensive linemen in football right in front of him, not even be able to hit him. It's it's screwed up. The game doesn't. There's no repercussions for the quarterback's actions though anymore. Yeah, that's fine. I get it, but still. We both went into it believing that the Jags were going to be the team that made Patrick Mahomes look silly. Now we don't have that. So now we have Bill Belichick. I, hey, I think Kansas City scored 30 points last week. Listen, I don't want to listen to your <laughs> excuses, okay? Stop lying to me is what I'm saying. But my point is, do you think Bill is going to have a shot just kind of slow them down? Do you think he's the one guy that can maybe pull this off? Or are we going to have a shootout? Because I can actually go either way here. When it comes to the score, because I still can't judge when Kansas City's finally going to have this bad game. They have so many different weapons. Patrick Mahomes is using everybody. They're playing to certain teams in certain ways that it makes them. I mean, come on. Last game against the Jags, I couldn't believe it. They kind of switched up their game plan, and they went for more of just a different type of attack that ended up destroying the Jags. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a lot downfield stuff. Yeah, but it still like they own the Jags. Even with Mahomes throwing no touchdowns and two interceptions, that's insane to me that the Jags kind of just looked out of place. I mean, Bortles had a crazy game. He threw like 65 passes. I just wish that the Jags would move to London because then Bortles would be the greatest quarterback li- of all time. I like the Jags. I like Jacksonville, though. They okay. love the Jags. Okay, I do have a question. Do you really love them? Because here's also my question to you. When it comes to Jacksonville Jaguars, if you were to go to that stadium, would you go in that pool? Of course. You would go in that pool. I would wear cut-off blue jean shorts and hang on the pool. <laughs> and I would get my ear pierced and dye my hair blonde. Would you be a never nude? No, I mean, I'm not Would getting... you advertise it that way? I'm no, a never nude. No. Like... You're in Florida. That's how you get to dress in Florida. But No wait, questions asked. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Obviously, somebody's going to ask the question. No. Cut-off shorts in Florida is like wearing an Oxford shirt in Dallas. I don't know if that's the same thing. Yeah, at it's all. the same thing. Oh my god, how is that the same thing? That's just what the dress code is there. Dress code? I've never seen that dress code. In Florida, you wear cut off blue jean shorts. Is there that's a what sign that there. says that? You're and you have to have, have the sleeves cut off your shirt too, and then you're in Florida. No, that makes zero sense. You're in Gator Country, that's oh, what you wear. Gator Country, yeah. that's what you just said it like too. Gator Country. Hell yeah. Bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, so like that Kansas City Jacksonville game. They was a lot more horizontal. They ran the ball pretty well against them. The one thing that really sucked is that Kansas City went up 7-0. They had that easy 70-yard drive. And I also did like what Jacksonville did on defense because they I feel like they have the talent. You and I talked about that too. Yeah, because they have the talent there. I liked how they did Ramsey against Hill. I liked when they put Boye and Kelsey, and then you know they were forcing Watkins and Conley to beat them. But then they kept switching, and they took yeah. Boye off Kelsey. They put their safeties on Kelsey, and he went, he went off. And all of a sudden, you're down fourteen zero. Yeah, they they gave Mahomes certain plays. He was like, "Hey, he's gonna make that throw." You can't play zone against Mahomes. Yeah, like his arm's too good. Yeah, exactly right. He's gonna get the ball there. If that's what you're hoping, he's not gonna be able to do. That's a bad bet that we're making here. Yeah, I for I think yeah I agree with that as well. And the one thing that's kind of you know, we're about that game is that if you're play, if you're Jacksonville, if you go up on them, they're kind of screwed. They're having to throw more. And if Bortles yeah. isn't accurate, exactly you know, right. he had a bad day. But also in that game, they had Jacksonville two red zone turnovers, the fourth and two they didn't convert. And then they also had the interception, the red zone off the helmet. And then they also threw a pick six too. So if the game was a blowout, I still think Jacksonville's a talent 
on defense to match with Kansas City. They just have to play more man coverage and get pressure in the front four. And uh, if they can do that next time around, maybe in the playoffs, uh, that'd be different. But they're not playing this game. This game is Kansas City. And with New England, I think Bill Belichick can play the right defensive game plan. I just don't think they have the talent to limit Mahomes. So like, I think he'll make he'll make the right decisions. He'll put his best he'll put Stephen Gilmore and Hill. He'll put uh, if he scores thirty points and wins this game, are you going to be impressed? If Mahomes does, yeah, Mahomes honestly, I'm already impressed. So, I'm, but we both talked. I mean, the magic is going to end sometime. So it's all about when when is the show finally over? Oh, so, you know when it's going to end. Okay, okay. When, the first playoff game they play. No, that's when it's going to end. Man. I will be a true believer, I mean a complete believer, if he were to manhandle the New England Patriots. On a Sunday night game, if he were to just manhandle them, just go through his entire uh, his entire core of what he's been doing the entire season of just throwing the ball, making the right choices against the New England defense. I well, New England's surprised. defense isn't very good. But it's Bill Bill. I just it's Sunday night. Yeah, I it's Bill. It's the lights. It's the show. I think, it's the, the, I think the one thing they're going to do is they'll double-team Kelsey. And they'll play Gilmore man coverage with uh, is with Gronk Hill. playing? Gronk's playing, and so I think that's going to be the one they're going to try to do. And their pass rush is better than what you think. They got they signed Adrian Claiborne. He of course has nine pressures, and he's been great this year. Calvin Noise actually rushed the pass well, which is super weird. And so it's it's a little bit better as far as their defense goes. But I think the biggest thing is for Brady. You know, we talked two weeks ago. James White was his number one receiver. His skill players now are Gronk. Josh Gordon, Edelman's Julian back. Edelman, James White, Philip Dorsett, and Cordero Patterson. So, and then also Sonny McKell's been running the ball very well now that he's the number one running back. So I think this is already an entirely different offense, an entirely different team for the New England Patriots than it was previously with those guys being back. And uh, I think also this offense is just going to get better for New England as the year goes on too. Oh, I agree. And just like what I said before, when it comes to Edelman now returning – Brady has his favorite weapon back. And if Gronk is actually healthy as well, he's going to have his go-to because if somebody double-teams Gronk, he's going to go to Edelman. Whenever they start playing Edelman a little bit tighter, having somebody else come in, then he's going to throw to Gronk over the top. He has his guys now. That's why I'm kind of excited because, again, this game could go either way where if Mahomes is going to be able to get his shots and he is going to do what you are saying he's going to do, then that means it's going to be a shootout with Brady. Because mm-hmm. do you really think the Kansas City defense is going to stop Brady? No, and I, I think it's not even on Brady. I think Mikel is going to have a great game. I don't even know how to say his name. Is it I, Michelle? It, is it Mikel? Is it Miko? But it's M I It's M I C H E L. Yeah. So I've been calling him Mikel. Hold on, hold on. You think I feel like it's Michelle though. It's French, Michel. Yeah, I think so. It's Michel. Yeah. Wait, is that French? Only if it's only the cigarettes in your mouth when you say it. I don't know if I have a cigarette. And your leg has to be crossed too. Okay, now I feel like you're hitting on me. No. <laughs> after the show, after the show is over. Um, but yeah, so the the Kansas City's last in yards per attempt. They're giving up five point eight yards in attempts in this game, or just in general for the entire year. So I think if the path for New England to win this game is that I don't think necessarily outscoring Kansas City, which you know that's how football works. Whoever scores the most points wins. But I think sure? it's more. Is that how it works? I think it's more the fact that New England New England has forced ten turnovers so far this year. So that didn't have to force you know, one or two turnovers, and then run the ball and really control the clock the entire game, and just limit how often uh, Mahomes has the ball. 
And the other thing, too, is Justin Houston's probably going to be out for this game, too. So they're going to have – That's a big It's factor. just going to be Chris Jones and D. Ford. And I think New England will be able to take care of those two. No, I I believe so as well. I'm finally excited because even though I say this – I I said this last week as well. I I believe Patrick Mahomes is finally going to be stopped this week. I think New what England – stopped? I mean – I don't know, because he had over 300 yards last week, and he had two interceptions but no TDs. So is that stock? I guess he ran for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, but still, that's not – I expect that at this point when it comes to the NFL, just like you said. You protect the quarterback no matter where you are. If you have a running quarterback, he's going to score the touchdown on the legs. So when it comes to the passing, though, is it impressive? I still feel like that he's going to be stopped in the case – under 300 yards, one TD. Under one, 300 yards. Under 300 yards. I am calling it. I have been wrong so much this season. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm mad that we're, we're about to make the same prediction. Stop it. But before I get your prediction, do you think – are you worried at all for Kansas City about Andy Reid screwing this up in the fourth quarter? No, not at all because, like I mentioned last week, I need candy. I do what I want. I candy. I guess so. <laughs> and uh, – I'm already mad that we're going to have to watch the Patriots in the Super Bowl this year. Oh, like, you I'm know already it's going mad. to happen. Yeah, like, I mean, it's obvious to see. Now with Edelman back, like I mentioned before, with the weapons and everything he has going on. Because like, it's, it's all about the, downs. And it's all about what Belichick's defense does. They just have to hold the team to a certain amount of points, and Tom is going to win it. So that's kind of like – is it a little bit sad that Tom Breeze – these guys can play to a certain age because the rules have changed to where it's favored them, and we're not able to see the quarterbacks that were in the past, how great they were certain years, but yet how they were knocked out because of the rules that were not implemented like how they are now. I mean, think about it. Yeah, Tom could technically saying. play for another three years. Is that normal? No, but will the rules allow it? Yeah. Like, Rich Gannon maybe could play until he was 37, but he played in a different league. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I also think, though, that, like, the great – like, the all-time great quarterbacks, like Jim Breeze and like Brady, whenever they start to lose it, they have a bigger margin of error available to them because they're so great at this point that they lose, like, 3% of it. It doesn't become astronomical. It's not like when Matt Schaub or Jake DeLome start to lose it, they become unplayable. I have a question for you, though. Kind of just off topic here when it comes to still when it comes to the NFL with Breeze getting that uh, honor that yeah, he had yeah. with breaking the records. Breeze is great. I love Breeze. My question to you: Who's better, Aaron Rodgers or Drew Breeze? Mm, I mean, I guess you have to say Breeze right now. Oh yeah. Okay. So is that just like? But he's also so much stats. Is that just like who you enjoy? What is that for you? I mean, I think Rodgers has made throws that I've never seen all before. Like, I think, like, as far as just, like, great plays, Rodgers is better. But just, like, sustained excellence, also staying healthy, Breeze is better. And all, but the thing is, like, Breeze's numbers are, you know, so outlandish and, you know, obscene because their defense was bad for so long. So he was constantly throwing the ball 55 times. Whereas, you know, Rodgers and Brady, but they were actually – But he still was able to do yeah, it. Yeah, I understand. That's kind like, of if you're throwing the ball that much, you're going to have more yards. Whereas, like, Breeze and Brady are winning football games where they're up by, you know, 21 in the fourth quarter. So they're not going to throw the ball 60 times like Breeze is able to. So I think that's the biggest reason why he has, you know, the records he has. But, I mean, what makes Breeze so great is, one, he can barely see the line of scrimmage. So he throws all those tippy-toe passes. 
And two, he's super accurate. He'd make throw for he'd make complete eighty percent of his passes this year. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' biggest fan is Aaron Rodgers. Total douchebag. <laughs> I love Drew Brees a lot. Yeah. And I think Aaron Rodgers is completely overrated while Drew Brees is completely underrated. I truly hope that Drew Brees kinda goes down as better than Aaron Rodgers. And I hope that New Orleans can somehow pull out something this year yeah. if Dallas can't. I'm just truly disappointed in that team so far. It's the same thing with what Aaron Rodgers has. It's Drew Brees or bust. It's Aaron Rodgers or bust. Well, I think, I think it's we, these teams or their quarterbacks or bust. At this point, same thing with Kansas City. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes goes down, who's their backup? Uh, Chad Henning. Whoa. Chad Henning has a sweet tattoo now, too. Well, wait, what's his tattoo? He has this, like, tribal forum tattoo. It's hilarious. Tribal forum? Well, yeah. What is his tribe? I don't know. He hung out in Florida for too long. That's what happened. He hung out in Florida, so it has to be a pair of jean shorts saying that tattoo. That's, well, no, like, it's just, like, <laughs> a tribal design. So it's a pair of jean shorts. Well, he's probably wearing and the jean shorts. tribal sh- wear? He was probably wearing the jean shorts when he got the tattoo. Do you like Chad Henning? I liked him when they had a mustache. Okay, so now you like mustache. Not so much anymore. He doesn't have a mustache anymore. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I enjoy the game. You, you enjoy, enjoy the okay, game. Okay, okay. You enjoy – okay. I asked you what is wrong with you. You said you like his mustache. And I then, you then say I like the game. So I you enjoy like the, the game, game of his mustache. What game no, do I just you en- play with a man's mustache? I just enjoy the game of football. What game do you play and with so the mustache? Whenever you watch the game of football, it's part of the enjoyment you get from it. You're not answering my question about the mustache and you playing it's because, with it. It's because I can't grow a mustache, so I'm excited to see how much he smiles and everything. You just said you play with a man's mustache. No, I'm talking about the game of football in general. Is that what you call it? Yeah, I, I enjoy the game. And yeah. part of enjoying the game is you get to enjoy things like Chad Henning's mustache and his tribal tattoo. And hating the Miami Dolphins right now. So in this case, what do you have for the game? I have New England winning 34-30. You know what I – whoa, 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 34-30. Yeah. Man, I thought I was actually going – I 27-24 New England in this. I don't have in the 30s. Man, I hope it's your type of game. I hope it's a shootout on Sunday night. Chris Collinsworth is going to have such a great time. It's going to be like going to a little kid's birthday party, listening to the announcement stand. Chris Collinsworth. Okay, here's the problem. A flag will be thrown, and it's going to say, holding. Yep, that was holding. Did you see that? What are you talking about, Chris? He just (laughs) announced it. He just announced it. Every single thing Chris Collinsworth says is nails on a chalkboard. It is the worst thing on planet Earth. (laughs) Everything he says is a response of, shut up. I kind of like Chris just because I like listening to him talk. He's just such a, like, a – he just really likes football, you know. I bet he likes Chad Henning's mustache also. There's no way he likes it more than you. <laughs> That's impossible at this mm, point. You said know. you play games with his mustache. I think Collinsworth likes it more than I do. Well, wait. Do you think Collinsworth likes football more than mustaches, or do you think he likes mustaches more than football? I think he's like me and he likes but enjoying football is part of that as you know. It's okay. aesthetic culture. If you want a contest of you going on a picnic with Chris Collinsworth, would you do it? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, what would you talk about? Would you talk about football? I would, yeah. I would, like, watch it to old people make fun of me. Do you think he would talk about football? That's all he would talk about. What if he rubbed your leg? I mean, he does have some pretty good hands. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a wide receiver. So... 
Oh, no, to recap for this week, I have New England winning. You have New England winning. I have Seattle winning. You have Seattle winning. I think this week. I have Baltimore winning. You have Baltimore winning. And then I have the Chargers winning. You have the Chargers winning. <laughs> so we're, we're straight. This is the worst week ever. We have the same picks. I mean, I'll still enjoy going back and watching some of the condensed games, but and I have to watch who's coming up again and all that, which I would not watch. If oh I was my god! Team. Yeah, that's why I get to watch the game. But I was gonna say I get to watch the Jets play my team. That's the only person that I really want to see play. I think Dak Prescott. I, who do you think throws for the uh, Dak Prescott? Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.